Nuclear proliferation. Global pandemic. Famine. Environmental genocide. War. Mankind teeters on the brink of a second dark age. Everywhere you turn, chaos, anarchy, and shadow. In these bleak days, under the fading light, where businesses and the little guy are left for dead on the side of the byway, and people cry out for the rule of law, humanity is at a breaking point where there is no light at the end of the tunnel, and everything good seems to have been barred, or banned, or barred. Two men offer up their voices in the darkness, a shining beacon leading the huddled masses into the safe harbor of good business practices and occasional time travel. Here are your hosts, the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham, and L. Bradley Sheaf. Keep John on Well, Brad, there it is. Ray Charles, Georgia, from July 13th, 1980. In the audience that night was one Hank Aaron. There you go. Just sneaking into the 80s. I like that. Reagan yep. wasn't even president at this point. What a song. Yeah, good song. No doubt about it. I wonder it. how we'll work it in. I wonder how we'll work it in. We'll have oh, to let's figure find it out, out as we go. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, first of all, welcome to everyone uh, to IP Frequently, the uh, number one business podcast in the country. Thank you to all of our listeners, the folks that are downloading, rating, and reviewing. If anyone notices, I'm sort of, I sound like I'm in outer space it's because my entire network is down, but because I'm so dedicated to this cause. Uh, we're going forward with this anyway. I like it. Anyway, uh, Brad, uh, this week we start with news reel, the big news uh, out of D.C. Uh, we've got uh, another attack on the Capitol, this time by a member of Nation of Islam. We've got Matt Gates sexting underage uh, females and taking them across state lines. Uh, we've got Joe Biden's dog biting someone else in the white house and that dog may need to be put down uh where would you like to start we should probably just combine them all shouldn't we have the dog bite both matt gates and the guy from the nation of islam wouldn't that just well, solve the guy all the of our of problems islam, the guy from the nation of islam appears to be dead at this point so it's not going to solve any of his problems although it might make the dog tougher for uh, bites down the road so let me get this straight the, the whole matt gates thing and you and I were discussing this earlier in the week. I, I, I'm not sure I can follow it. So the, the, uh, he appears to have been partying with some guy. Is his name Greenspan? I don't want to confuse him with the former economist. Uh, but some guy whose name includes the word green was apparently recruiting women for sex parties with Matt Gates and others. Right. That's, mm -hmm. that's an allegation. There's also the part of this where he's being extorted for 25 million, his dad wore a wire to free some Iranian hostage. Um, <laughs> and then the that? return How on is that, that is Gates gets the, well, I guess the 25 million goes to Iran. I, and again, I, I, it's not exactly clear to me, but somebody is trying to get 25 million out of him. And they say it's to release this journalist being held as a hostage in Iran. And then they say that the pitch to Gates is okay. We get the 25 mil, we get him free. You get the credit. And then Joe Biden has agreed to give you a pardon for whatever you've done. 
So what? <laughs> I mean, I like to that's consider myself to be relatively, you know, light on my feet. But I, let me get this straight. So someone is theoretically coming to Matt Gates, United States Congressman, and demanding that Gates give up twenty five million bucks. I, whether or not Gates has twenty five million bucks, I have no idea. But let's just say he does. And what they want Gates to do is give the twenty five million bucks to this unnamed person, he is going, or she is going to use the money to get a journalist out of Iran. The upside for the journalist being obvious, the upside for Gates being, he gets the credit and a presidential pardon. I suppose Mm -hmm. the downside to, so if he doesn't give up the 25 million, then, then this unnamed individual or group is going to see to it that he goes down on, you know, under, underage sex trafficking. Sex trafficking, sex trafficking charges, yeah. And then his dad wore a wire because he was the one that was approached. Because apparently the dad does have some money, whether he has $25 million just laying around to give to this individual to then free this journalist in Iran to then get the appreciation of Joe Biden in the form of a presidential pardon. I don't know. But it seems like this is a little bit worse if this were true than Iran-Contra. Well, certainly weirder. I mean, Iran-Contra, you know, at least made more sense than this does. But you don't need a presidential pardon if you haven't done anything wrong. So. Correct. Correct. So I guess what what you're saying is we just sit back and see how this plays out over the coming weeks. Well, unfortunately, you know, you and I, our listeners and the whole rest of America have no choice but to sit around and once again watch, you know, the entire process of governing the country gets sidetracked because we've you know hired some or elected some douche who you know at best has a tawdry background and you know clearly is not at this point focused on representing the people of of the great state of florida in the national legislature he's instead running for his life effectively so it's great yeah correct correct he may, but he may be involved in one of the great um, you know, patriotic acts of all time in freeing this. Well, I do hope that if there is a journalist in Iran that's being held captive, that that person is eventually freed. But I suspect it will not be because of any of this. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, Brad, we'll just have to wait and see. This is I guess we will, people can, I guess uh, we will. Send the dog to Iran to get can, the journalist back. Well, that's, I think we can agree the dog's on thin ice, right? I mean, the dog's bit somebody else. Can How many people has there? this dog bitten? Um, I have not really researched it. I've been a lot, spending a lot of time on presidential pole position and uh-huh. horses. It's a different animal altogether, Brad, different animal altogether. Um, but uh, I'd say it's more than three in the White House. Uh, next, the big infrastructure bill, high-speed rail coming to a town near you, unless you're in South Dakota, Alaska, or Hawaii. Um, $2 trillion or $10 trillion, AOC wants $10 trillion. Biden wants $2 trillion, 5% of which will go to fix the roads and, and build this train system. So that's great. Other nine, 95% will go to uh, sensitivity training and other social, social and economic uh, areas to help uh, stimulate the um, uh, intellectual growth of the country and, and the retraining. Um, really, really good. We've got the, the DOT Secretary Buttigieg bicycling to work. Um, a lot of good things happening with this bill. The mileage tax, Brad, you'll be paying so many cents per mile on your car as you drive around your palatial estate in the Berkshires. 
what do you think? Good bill, bad bill? Could it be improved? Do we need ten trillion? Do we need more training, or is two trillion enough? What do you think? Well, for crap's sake! I mean, come on. So Biden's been in office how long? You're better at this than I am. Like ninety days, maybe I'm, less. Seventy days. Couple of months. Like couple of months. Yeah. He's already, months. you know, in the process of spending four trillion dollars. I mean, again, what are we doing? We're making up economics. We're funding things that don't need to be funded, are not the purpose of a federal government. It's terrible, bud. It's terrible. But at least we have, we, we look, one thing you can say about Biden, you, you, you can say he has the most diverse cabinet in the history of diverse cabinets. And, you know, Buttigieg is a great secretary of um, transportation. He bikes to work every day. Okay. Bikes to work. He worked at McKinsey. He was a consultant. Um, and I'll tell you what, I mean, I think he's setting himself up to potentially be a, a, a presidential candidate going forward. Well, except he doesn't actually bike to work. Well, what do you mean? Well, he takes an armored vehicle 90% of the way there ducks behind a stand of trees, pulls a bike out of the back of it and pedals like 60 yards and gets off and acts like he's biked to work. But that, that's done, Brad, to motivate people like you and I to work out. He's doing that for us. There's one thing I don't need any motivation on. It's working out. Well, I'll tell you what, that made me want to run. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it did make you want to run down to wherever Buttigieg is and punch him right in the head. Right. I mean, come on, man. I mean, Again, no one oh, cares. Biden. It's a Biden. I don't understand on, about man. these people is that no one cares. It, no one cares whether the guy bikes to work. No one. Get in your armored vehicle. You're a member of the cabinet. Go to the Department of Transportation. Sit your ass down. Do your job. No one cares. Why would you? It, it just speaks to the character of these people that they would think that they could fool everyone into thinking they're doing something that no one cares whether or not they do in the first place. You know what, Brad, we have better things to talk about, like traffic and weather together on the sevens. But before we get to that, we're going to bring back an old bit, an old segment that you used to love called Guess the Tweeter. Wow. Okay. Guess the Tweeter. And it's going to be part of the COVID corner, right? We're going to interweave the two. Okay. And this is someone yes. who just said this before the holiday weekend. Didn't say it, but typed it into a machine, right? Much like the one that I'm talking into now. You know, mm -hmm. a tin can with a string attached to it. Yes. Uh, who tweeted this? Who's the tweeter? Now is not the time to travel. If you have plans to head somewhere for the long holiday weekend, cancel them. There are other safer ways for you to connect for your family over Easter. For those who need to travel, take note of the measures that are now in place when you return to Canada. If you're flying back into Canada, you'll need to show a negative PCR test before you board the plane. When you land, you'll need to take another PCR test. You'll then have to wait at an approved hotel and at your own expense for your results to come back. If your results come back negative for COVID-19, you'll be able to head home and finish your mandatory 14-day quarantine there. However, if your test results come back positive, you'll need to immediately quarantine in a government-designated facility of our choice. This is not optional. Well, first of all, that <laughs> cannot be a tweet because that's 10 times the limit of characters, as I understand it. It's three tweets. It's three tweets. 
three tweets. Well, and you were saying that this is governing travel out of and then back into the great country of Canada. So I assume Canada, it's correct. got some member of the Canadian government, the prime minister, some such person. Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau. You'll, you'll remember him. He was in blackface most recently and uh, that scandal when he uh, attended those parties uh, yeah. in blackface several years ago. <laughs> Another yeah. self-focused in love with himself douchebag. I, I think that the whole concept of the government is big brother and trying to dictate what they know to be best for us is a little bit concerning. Now, the people in Canada, as you and I both know, are used to this, right? Because they're typically, um, I don't want to say sheep, but they typically are, are hurtled along in such a way by the shepherd that is government. And they follow. But in this country, it's a little bit different in most in most states. And it seems like it's it's this paternalism of government um, dictating and the people following. I mean, it, it's literally some of the same crazy rhetoric, obviously not to the same extreme and obviously not to the same end results um, that you saw in, in Europe in the 30s and 40s. I mean, it is a government saying we know what's best, you know, go into these camps. I mean, it's what FDR did to the Japanese Americans, for crying out loud. Uh, also, R.I.P. Corner, one of the greats, G. Gordon Liddy, Brad, is now uh, up there in that uh, big water gate in the sky. Next, uh, this, this week in innovation, uh, we've got some great things that happened. I'm going to give you them in the uh, reverse order of importance. April uh, 1826, the internal uh, combustion engine patent by Samuel Morey. Um, so it's the least important. Uh, number three, Apple was formed in 1976, uh, third least important. Gmail launched in 2004, bringing you all of your email dreams. And again, Brad, they give that to you for free, so they should be allowed to pirate your personal information and the content of your emails. Mm -hmm. Second most important, and then do. obviously the most important. Yeah, the most important, Brad, 1984, this week, the first WrestleMania happened. Uh, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T against Rowdy, Rowdy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. I believe you were there ringside. I was watching on a closed circuit TV, uh, I believe at uh, George Mason University. Um, but uh, you would agree WrestleMania out of all four of those is the most important innovation we, uh, we've got on our list. Well, I mean, you know, like a lot of things, I think it depends on how you, you sort of define most important, but I'm sure there are ways in which one can define WrestleMania as being more important than Gmail, Apple, and the internal combustion engine. Brad, I've been handed uh, some troubling news. I've been handed a piece of paper here. So we've got some troubling, troubling news about presidential poll position. I know you've been excited to get into this and try to finalize this. There has been a positive COVID test, and uh, unfortunately, the uh, contest has been postponed while both of the horses quarantine. So unfortunately for those people that are tuning in to listen to figure out how we're going to hash this out, uh, there will be a quarantine. It's mandatory. They're taking their PCR tests, but unfortunately, there'll be no race today because of a positive COVID test. Well, all right. I mean, I do. I think that's unfortunate. I was fired up to pick, you know, the, the finals there and see which horse presidential horse actually prevails. But you know what? A little this will you know, builds character, a little patience, a little, you know, deferred gratification. I'm, I'm all for that. So I, I suggest we just hope for the best. 
and move on to our final segment this week, Barter Band. Mm. Brad, the state of Georgia, right? The state of Georgia. We started where we'll finish uh, with the great, uh, the great Ray Charles, uh, the, the song uh, Georgia. Uh, as you know, Georgia uh, enacted a, an election law uh, over the past couple of weeks that expands weekend and pre-election early voting to uh, a few more days. It retains no excuse absentee voting, so you don't need to actually attest that you're out of state, you're um, incapacitated to vote. You, you, you can just say, I want an absentee ballot, you get it. Um, but it does require a state ID number be submitted with ballots as opposed to a signature. And you remember the Georgia fiasco where it took weeks to count the votes and they, they had these gits looking at two different signatures trying to match signatures. And so they said, okay, you have to have a state ID and you put your ID number on the ballot and then you pick who you want to vote for and you send it in, you drop it into a drop box and they're going to have more drop boxes than they did. And it seems that it's, um, it's something that, uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 I guess makes sense or you need an ID to, do just about anything else. You want to buy a beer, you need an ID. You want to buy a uh, pack of uh, tobacco for your pipe, you need an ID. You want to board an airplane, you need an ID. Uh, you want to rent a conversion van and drive halfway across the country, you need an ID. Uh, you want to enter the National Croquet Center, you need an ID. Um, so you would think that this isn't going to be an issue, but apparently Corporate America is up in arms. Coke and Delta, uh, two of the big corporations in Georgia, have come out against the law. The Major League Baseball has now moved the All-Star Game, which was going to be a tribute to Hank Aaron, who passed away earlier this year. They moved it out of Atlanta. So it's not going to be in Atlanta. Where it's going to be, Brad, I don't know. But even worse than that, Major League Baseball. Who cares? No one's going. But, But here's the worst part. Okay, and this is, listen, don't get upset about this. Don't get upset about this but they're moving the upcoming live version of the major league baseball draft from Atlanta. Yeah. Again, another event that no one is going to, but I, I actually looked into this a little bit because I thought, well, you know, based on all the hubbub, as you know, I, I, I do try to avoid reading news articles because it just pushes me over the edge. I, I admit that every morning I get up, I check the headlines because, you know, I want to know if we've suddenly gone to war or if someone has nuked someone else. I mean, there are things that I feel like I should be aware of if they happen. But generally speaking, especially with domestic issues, I try to because they just uh, just make me upset and I, I, I don't need it. Right? But I did dive into this because I thought, OK, well, I mean, with all of this hubbub, you know, somebody must be trying to slide one in there. Right. I mean, they were, what is happening is, I mean, very ironically, we've had another election. And apparently when questionable elections occur, um, but a certain side wins them, then to question those elections is, you know, nothing less than treason. Now we've had an election that I don't believe anyone is questioning. I don't believe anyone is saying, well, the outcome of this vote on the voter laws was somehow tweaked or skewed or, or fraudulent. I, I have not heard that. So what we're saying is that we had an election. That election was perfectly legal. The vast majority of people who voted in it you know, were allowed to vote in it and freely voted. And yet the outcome of that needs to be overturned, right? So we need to take democracy and overturn it because 
you know, something here is so odious, so burdensome, so contrary to the Constitution that we cannot simply let the outcome of a free election stand. Right now, you would think that that whatever that odious, burdensome, terrible thing was would be obvious, right? Because if we're going to overturn the result of a free election by, you know, within a democracy, by the people who are entitled to vote in it, then you would think that would be a big deal. So I, I said to myself, well, obviously, there, there must be something really wrong with this law, right? Like there must be some group of people, whether based on race or creed or color or religion or something that is being screwed by this law. And so I looked into it. And much like you have just characterized, I'll be damned if I can figure out other than the fact that you have to prove that you are who you say you are in order to vote, I, I can't figure out what the crisis is. And if that's the crisis, someone, as you again, you did a masterful job of laying out all the things you have to have an ID for in this country that no one seems to be upset about. Is that it? I mean, is the, are, are we looking to overturn the result of a free election because we're going to require people to present an ID before they vote? Hasn't that always been the law? Well, it's I know it's not. I mean, they're they're doing signature matching in a lot of these states, um, as opposed to requiring ID. And uh, you know, I, I I get it. If if you're putting burdens, I mean, obviously, look what's happened in this country in the past, where you had the Jim Crow laws, and and you required you 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 would have individuals creating these hurdles for minorities to vote that were artificial and that were targeting the individuals, the minority community, um, to prevent them from voting. I mean, that obviously should never happen. And that that's insane. But to say you need an ID to vote, um, which you can get for free, um, it, it doesn't seem to be a big hurdle. I mean, you need that to do so many different things. And there's your answer. But you know what, Brad, the good news is, the horses will hopefully recover. We'll have our race next week and we'll determine the winner of presidential poll position. And there may be T-shirts. Again, there may be. I don't know. Another great episode, though. I agree. It's fantastic. As always, we appreciate our audience. We appreciate their input. We appreciate everyone who is listening here and making IP Frequently the number one business podcast in the universe. And we'll see you again here next week on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently, once again clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.